You're listening to the Zipline Logistics Truck Yeah podcast, where we explore all kinds of hot topics in the logistics industry. Get ready to learn, laugh, and get your brain off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Zipline Logistics podcast. My name is Jesse Jewett. Joined with me, as always, our Director of Training and Development, Teddy Lee Knox. Teddy, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Really great. How are you? Really great. Really great. It's a dark and dreary day here in Columbus, Ohio, but Mm -hmm. we're excited. we got a hot topic. Carbonated beverages. My like favorite thing in the entire world. You like a good carbonated beverage. What's your favorite carbonated beverage? Um, that's it's a really tough question for me. Okay. <laughs> There's a whole list. There's like a whole list. I guess, yeah. Well, let's go non-alcoholic first. Okay. Um, LaCroix, always love. Um, Topo Chico. I um, mm. just discovered hop water. Really into yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's really great. Yeah. Um, Kroger brand, Target brand, <laughs> all of the sparkling waters. I just love. Like a good flavored water. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then beer. Beer. Um, Corona Premier is probably my favorite. Sure. Fancy. And okay. then. Um, Do you drink it with your pinky up or two or what? Um, absolutely. Can you drink it without your pinky up? Is that allowed? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> good retort. Uh, what about yours? What's your list? I'm just, you know, I actually don't like uh, flavored carbonated water. Really? I'm just a regular old tap guy. Yeah. I do like a good Coca-Cola classic. Mm-hmm. Shout out to have a Coke and a smile. <laughs> um, and then just, yeah, regular old beer is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything domestic, Budweiser. Shipping carbonated beverages is kind of unique. It is. Because they contain carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. How about it? That can be tricky. Pressurized carbon dino- diox- dioxide. <laughs> yes. Dinoxide. Dinoxide. Dioxide. Pressurized carbon dioxide. You shake them up and they explode. Mm-hmm. If you imagine. It's really fun. It's fun to do. Yeah. If You're partying. Yeah. Celebrating. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's not fun if it happens on a, uh, a truck. No, it's very hard to clean up, actually. So let's talk about that. Why do they explode when we shake them up? Um, because of the pressure. The aforementioned <laughs> pressured carbon dioxide. Okay. Do you know anything about science? No, not, not very much. Um, other than, um, I guess, there is the equilibrium between the carbon dioxide um, and dissolving in the liquid and then the gas floating on the very top of the bottle or the can or the container that it's in, which I think is the toughest part about thinking about a carbonated beverage. The can, the bottling. The presentation's a big deal. It looks cool. It needs to be easy. But that's not necessarily, and we've talked about this before in other podcasts, that's not necessarily the defa- the decision factor in deciding what this product is going to look like. The how, can? Yeah. How is it going to ship? No. How is it going to look on the shelf? That's yeah. what people care about. But there needs to be somewhere in between of how do we get it there in one piece so it looks good. That's a great call. I love it. I agree with you on the packaging side of things, too. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. What's your favorite packaging? Um, Topo Chico. It really pops, that yellow label. Yeah, and I, I like the glass bottles. I think it, it looks nice. I feel a little bit better about it's easier to recycle. It's easier to reuse. We're in January now. We are. Cold temperatures. For a while. For a while. Yeah. Carbonated beverages 
can explode in freezing cold temperatures. Yeah. And I think the toughest part right now is it was like below 20 two weeks ago and yeah. now it's 40s. Sure. Tomorrow's 50s and then it's going to drop down again. So that makes it really tricky, too, because you think, oh, we're OK for a while. Or, you know, like it's January, the holidays are over, it'll start getting warmer, we can ship things however we want. It tricks you. It's not true. Um, I think we've seen issues even in March when it's no longer mm-hmm. supposed to be an issue and the weather's not supposed to be an issue. And we see the integrity of the product have issues because it was not shipped the proper way because it was it was cheaper and we're supposed to be out of the cold weather. Classic Ohio winter that extends well past March 21st, oh, yeah. the first day of spring. Yes. What's up, truckers? Zipline Logistics will be sponsoring and attending Natural Products Expo West once again this year. If you haven't heard of it, Expo West is a trade show where CPG brands can network with the best healthy lifestyle buyers on the West Coast. And it's taking place in Anaheim, California on March 14th through 16th, 2024. Because Zipline exclusively serves CPG shippers, we continuously invest in shows like this to support our customers and the CPG community as a whole. We'll be set up at booth number 5555 and hosting a free happy hour on the 14th and serving free breakfast on the 15th and 16th. We're also offering free demos of our state-of-the-art shipping intelligence tool Canopy at our booth during show hours. For more information, check out the link in the show notes of this episode. We hope to see you there. What's the best way to prevent carbonated beverages from exploding in transit? I think there's a lot of ways, but I would say the number one way is actually having an expert who knows what they're doing, which, I mean, that's you speaking from experience. We know what we're doing. We know that, you know, like how to ship these things regardless of the mode. So some things will need to go LTL, truckload, rail, depending on the receiver they're going in or what type of transit it is. And there are things that you can do for each mode that go across the board in logistics. But again, understanding where we're coming in and out of what the temperatures are and what mode you need to have is really important. For example, rail is a really effective transit. But if you know that you're going through an interchange point that can get congested like Chicago. Sure. You need to make sure that you're taking the right precautions because if it gets stuck for a day or two in freezing temperatures. Not good. Yeah, you have some potential issues depending on what your packaging looks like. So, of course, you have the um, container that it's in, but then you also have the type of packaging that it's in, the the, the cartons, mm-hmm. um, you know, how that actually looks, if there's separators or if they're all next to each other. Um, and then also the, I guess, dunnage on, on top of that, if there's blankets, if there's um, any, like, spacers, whether that's foam. Airbags. Airbags. Sure. Um, which all of those things will help with the transit. But again, the biggest thing that will help the integrity of the product is the actual packaging, the container itself. So if this is something that your um, peak season for carbonated beverages is somewhere between November to March, you may want to think about that packaging and how it's being shipped because yeah. it's going to have to go during that time. Sure. Um, again, you know, shrink wrap is always helpful. Um, having the right shrink wrap and having it wrapped correctly can also help a little bit. Making sure it's strong shrink wrap, too. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot, too, where it's cold temperatures. An extra layer of oh. shrink wrap. Sorry, I, was thinking... <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were dancing or... <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. 
Um, and I think depending on how it's packaged, you're looking at somewhere between three to five layers of shrink wrap to keep it in there. If anything does happen to say one container with the right shrink wrap, the rest of the product could hopefully be okay. Be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When in doubt, an extra layer of shrink wrap is always a good thing, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think so, too. But you just have to make sure you understand your receiver's requirements. If they need to be able to scan things and see things, then your shrink wrap gets creative. You butterfly it around the corners of the palette, not the whole thing itself. And that's why Teddy's the director of training and development <laughs> and not me. Those little extra layers. Um, and I think another thing that's really important with this is there's so much technology out there now. You can monitor the truck the trailer itself, but you can actually monitor the product as well. There's a bunch of different tags that you can use. We've seen different receivers use different tags that monitor the actual temperature of the product, but you can also monitor if the temperature of the product is getting too high or too low. So maybe you can accommodate by pulling over, cross-talking, making sure that it is actually okay before you, you end that final delivery so you don't have issues at the delivery, but also so you can figure out how to fix it going forward. As usual, this is a common theme. We're now back-to-back -back podcasts discussing the same topic. A lot of prep work ahead of time mm -hmm. will prevent issues on the back end. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it's going to be cold. Mm -hmm. We only have a certain amount of pallets or a configuration of carbonated beverages. Let's determine, all right, we're going to either ship this LTL or truckload. Mm -hmm. We're going to ship it truckload. Would identify if it needs to be temperature controlled. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, if we think that it's like right on the edge, then we can talk about extra things like blankets, as you said, uh, protect from freeze mm -hmm. things of that nature. Talked about the pallet covers. Talked about the shrink wrap to secure the product to the pallets. That's awesome. We talked about the extra dunnage uh, in between the pallets in case something bad goes something bad happens, mm -hmm. it protects the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Things happen in, in transportation and logistics, but we want to do everything that we possibly can to prevent it from affecting the entire load. Mm -hmm. That's leakage and things things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and then obviously working with a provider who's providing, like you said, uh, tracking updates and things like that. Hey, mm -hmm. oh, oh, wow, the temperature is going to drop 40 degrees in Wyoming. Let's stop. Let's do something. Let's let's be a little proactive on that, and and either go somewhere else or offload, and then ship it again. Mm -hmm. um, let's try and and be creative. Um, we talked about. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned load bars and straps to secure the product too. That's another way of yeah. making sure that the damages don't get a little bit wonky. But because um, even if if you're shipping carbonated beverages and weather is not a concern, yeah, and there is a shift, that's a it could pop. Sure. <laughs> it could break everywhere and you still have the exact same problem. So I think it's more than just understanding what the temperature can be in and the packaging, but understanding how important it is to make sure that everything stays the way that it is, not just so it delivers, so you're not losing money or causing a headache anymore. As always, call 888-GO-ZIPLINE mm -hmm. or visit www.ziplinelogistics.com for some more information. Teddy, thanks as always. Thanks to our listeners for joining us on another edition of the Zipline Logistics Podcast. We'll see you next time.